0: The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by. Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You are listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 38. So have you ever wondered how you might be able to grow and mature on purpose? <laughs> you know, it's astounding to me that a lot of people just kind of wait for life to happen to them and and if life presents an opportunity to grow or mature, they'll hopefully work their way through it. But did you know you could actually do it on purpose? That you could actually instill some principles and some, I don't know, some maybe some ideas that help you find spiritual growth and find things to learn and to go out there and actually go somewhere with your identity and go somewhere with your I amness on purpose. So today I want to talk to you about three of my favorite tools that I use for spiritual learning and spiritual journey. I hope that you find some nuggets and you know, as always, I hope you hear something you've never heard. So let's get started and have some fun. All right, guys. I hope you are having a good day. I uh, am in the studio. It is July 10th, and it is hot as blazes here in northern Michigan, which I am was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, so hot as blazes is a relative term. But for those of you who listen to this podcast who are in southern states, I have a house in northern Michigan that doesn't have air conditioning. So it's 89 degrees today, and I am... Uh, <laughs> I got all the windows closed. I got it as cool as I could this morning, and uh, if you hear a little hum in the background, it's because I got a box fan blowing on me trying to uh, trying to survive in this sweltering heat of eighty nine degrees. Which, again, you know, the perspective is I don't have AC. So, Um, anyways, I do hope you are staying cool, and regardless of when you're listening to this episode, I hope you are doing well. Um, So today. I wanted to kind of share with you some of some little nuggets that I have gathered over the years about spiritual journey. And I realized I've had so many little conversations about my journey, people who, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, people who don't move as quickly or as drastically as I do in their faith. Um, you know, some might say that they, I know a lot of people have genuinely feel stuck. They know they're stuck. They know they don't, they haven't grown or they haven't learned anything new in a long time. Others, I think most people who are stuck and haven't learned anything new, by and large, they don't even realize it and they kind of enjoy it. And they've, they've, for lack of a better way to say it, they've chosen to be stagnant in life. But if you're listening to a podcast known as New Age Christianity, there's a really darn good chance that you're not stuck and that you have journeyed, and that you are probably considered weird by your friends and family. You probably believe a whole bunch of stuff that uh, doesn't make sense to any particular group. You know, the, the idea of labels, uh, I've talked about that in a few episodes the last lately, that uh, the idea of labels such as Republican or Democrat or Christian or Muslim or whatever, labels can be helpful, and, and that's for that reason, I am trying to build a, an identity around New Age Christians, what it is to be a New Age Christian. But at the same time, um, you also know how, <laughs> I don't know, how, how nearsighted labels can be when you're trying to talk to your friends and family about what you believe. They want to lock you into this, that, or the other. And the truth of the matter is, is that journey is the point. And to be honest, if, I'm not, if I don't meet myself a few months from now and consider myself to be wrong about something, I used to say consider myself to be a heretic about something, but I don't even believe in heresy anymore. So there you go. <laughs> so not that I'm going to be a heretic, but that I will have matured and grown and heaven forbid, I know something in two months that I don't know now. And I think we have this kind of cultural bullshit around this idea that if you, well, you're not who you used to be. And one of my favorite memes is a caterpillar sitting down and having coffee with a butterfly. And and the caterpillar says, you know, you've changed. And the butterfly says, we're supposed to. And so the idea that, you know, anybody who prides themselves on still believing what they believed five years ago or 10 years ago, that they still go to the same church and they still have the same faith, and that it's you know, I, I'm sorry, I've, I love you like Jesus does, but my respect for you is like no more beyond obligation at that point, because that means you have fallen asleep at the wheel of your consciousness, and, I don't know what I you know, and I again I don't think anybody listening to this podcast falls into that category because you wouldn't be listening to a podcast called New Age Christianity if you were those people. But I'm pretty sure everyone in this podcast has friends and family that are those people. And so we love them. We send them on their way. And this, these tools are not for them. Well, maybe actually, you know what? They probably very much would be for them if they would adopt them. But I'm speaking to you, the New Age Christian who is attempting to figure out how to become even better and more of who this is that you are. And um, so these three keys have come out of so many conversations over the years, and they've kind of become, I don't know, just kind of markers in my discussions with friends and family when I can hear, I don't know, we, we bump up against a spiritual truth, and you realize that you're, you're falling victim to one of the classic traps um, and one of the classic blunders of spiritual growth. And, uh, these kind of hit right at them. And so I just recently had a discussion with my, my own mother. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> I know listens to these and, uh, she's got friends that listen to them. I love y'all. But, uh, she and I had a, an exchange that where she was not understanding some of the stuff that I had been giving, getting into. And, um, I kind of had to stand with these different principles for myself um, when people you know and love and journey with you have trouble with what it is that you're learning or what it is that you're pushing into you kind of have to realize that there are there are ways of thinking and ways of being that continue you forward and uh, to get complacent in the wilderness or to fall victim to like I'm not my mom's never been complacent she's never been one of those uh, she's it's more the comparison trap right if i compare my journey to my mom's journey or my mom compares her journey to a friend's journey whatever you start to realize that um you are judging the wrong thing and that leads me to my first key to spiritual learning and that is the, to judge a message by its fruit i have taught this for years and It kind of started with the fact that I came out of churchianity, where the idea of judging, um, you know, we would judge people, we would judge their sin, and then we would judge preachers for being right or wrong. And really what it was was, does that guy agree with everything that I already believe? If so, then he's right. If not, then he's wrong. And then you automatically lose any ability to learn and grow and mature. And so, I shifted from judging the preacher, (laughs) and judging the sin, to judge the fruit of the message. And there's a few keys in that, because I've heard people that um, use that and say, well, judge a message by its fruit. And so, let me give an example, and it's a very real example. A lot of you know Jonathan Welton or know of Jonathan Welton. And this last year, uh, some things took place in his personal life that really affected his ministry and in a negative way. And we've, and we've, I don't know a whole lot of details and I'm not even pretending to, but we've all heard those stories of preachers, you know, the fallen preacher, the fallen man of God. And I don't even know how fallen it was. It was just, it was something that needed to be dealt with and it got a bit public. And, uh, so Jonathan Watson's ministry has really taken a hit and, uh, I love him and I support him and I would love to have him on this podcast. I believe in so much of what he teaches and, uh, And so, this is where I get to. So, people, I've heard people say, well, you judge a message by its fruit. So, judge Jonathan Welton by his actions, and therefore, what he preaches must be terrible. It must be bad preaching because his life produced X, Y, and Z fruit. Now, while you could look at that, and and by and large, you could say, you know, well, if 2,000 people have heard this message, and 2,000 people have walked the way of the dodo bird, as far as you're concerned, then yeah, you could probably judge the message by its fruit in that way. But it, it has nothing to do with judging the message in the fruit in other people. And let me prove this point. If you were to judge a message by it, the fruit it produces in other people, then you would have to conclude that one twelfth of the things that Jesus said must not have been good because one twelfth of his fruit, Judas, didn't end up so well. And so, if Jesus himself can preach the true gospel, and one of his disciples ends up being Judas, the Judas we all know so well, is betraying him and completely not understanding the truth of what Jesus was saying, which I would argue none of the the apostles knew what Jesus was really saying until years later. But, if you're judging a message by its fruit in other people, you're on the wrong path. Otherwise, you need to judge Jesus. You need to judge Paul because Paul has written books that have produced tons of fruit in people that are assholes, right? So, if it's about producing what other people do morally or with their actions, then you're on the wrong path. Judging a message by its fruit is about, one, There's there's. it's the fruit in you, right? It's not the fruit in somebody else, and it's not even the fruit in you in as far as morals or whatever. What it is, is the fruit in you today, and is that fruit in line with, are you ready for this? It's super deep, the fruits of the Spirit. You know, does that message produce more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, long-suffering? Does that fruit, more faith, more hope, like, does the fruit of the message come out in that way? Or do you walk away with try harder, do better, you suck, you're a sinner, do you get more fear or more separation or more guilt or more shame or more judgment? You you walk out of a church service more judgy at other people, Right? Judgment, a judginess is not a fruit of the spirit, right? And so, when you walk out of a sermon and you now are convinced that all Democrats are the devil, that's a terrible message for you, right? Now, here's the thing. Could somebody else walk out of that same sermon with a love for Democrats or a love for Republicans, could somebody hear that same sermon and have a completely different fruit, more patience, more long-suffering, more more self-control? Maybe they heard that sermon and they heard something you didn't hear at all. You may hate Republicans and therefore you just heard more about how to judge them. And somebody else hated Republicans and heard something and something pricked their spirit and now they realize that maybe they should forgive them or they should they should honor them. So judging a message by its fruit is judging the fruit in you. And then here's another key is judging the fruit in you right now. So the messages that produced amazing fruit in me 10 years ago, do not produce good fruit in me today. If you told me 10 years ago to try harder, do better, guess what? That's what I did. And it produced more self-control and it produced more patience and it produced more faith and great you tell me try harder, do better now, you're just going to annoy me, right? The same messages that rocked my world 10 years ago, just kind of fall flat for me now. And so judging a message by its fruit in you is very much about where you're at today. Have you ever had those things that changed your life, those, those mountaintop experiences, and then you went back, you know, to those same ideas, and you're like, well, that's kind of not a big deal, or I don't even agree with that anymore. Guess what? That's the point. Congratulations, you're maturing, you're growing. <laughs> like, that is so good that you don't necessarily just follow the same teachings again. That you have grown and you have found a new level of understanding, a new level of maturity. And so let those messages, those new messages, find you. And don't condemn yourself for moving past something. Actually, realize if you, if, I have an article on the website about the spiral of truth that we have this idea of a linear staircase where you look down and you look behind you and you have this idea that, oh, I used to believe all those lies. Well, if without those lies, you wouldn't have gotten to this place, you're not just going to poof suddenly appear on the fifth floor of a building. Like you have to get up to the fifth floor and it doesn't make floors one through four a bunch of lies, right? the little rungs on the ladder, whatever whatever analogy you want to use, that truth is a spiral, that you come around to the same idea, but you come around it at a higher level. You know, pick any idea, finances, or being a husband, that you come around and you revisit this idea, but now you're even more mature. It doesn't mean that what you learned in premarital counseling about being a husband was a bunch of lies. It just means now you're ready for something better. And so, judge the fruit in yourself don't worry about the fruit in other people. Don't worry about whether or not you agree with the message. I have heard so many messages that I don't agree with at all. And yet I've watched those messages produce decent fruit in people that I know. Where, you know, I <laughs> you know, there's there's a whole lot of people I know that are totally into the courts of heaven stuff, and I'm not. And it doesn't it I tried it. I see that I see some credence to it, but it doesn't speak to me. It doesn't produce good fruit in me. It actually just produced a bunch of striving. And so, but I don't judge if the fruit in them is freedom and joy and peace and love and you get the the gist, right? The fruit of the spirit. If you judge the fruit of the spirit in yourself and yourself only, that is one of the number 1 keys to journeying true life spiritually and giving yourself the freedom to try new ideas and let go of old ideas. Because if the fruit goes bad, then let it go. Um, and that's, there's kind of an idea there with the, with the manna made new every morning you know, when they're in the wilderness, you know, give us this day our daily bread, kind of that daily refreshing, but I digress. So the second one, so judge master bites fruits. Number one, the second one is to give yourself permission. um, I did an episode on this with Christopher Teasdale. I think it's episode number 20, um, maybe 22, somewhere in there. And uh, permission is to me, it is the number one key to, I don't know, to real spiritual growth. Is there such thing as fake spiritual growth? I guess to me, if, if I could be so bold as to say that fake spiritual growth is essentially being like a child and going from needing floaties to not needing floaties, but still not able to go in the deep end, right? And then maybe you could, I don't know, it, it, you, I hope you get the point. Like, s- spiritual growth um, is, there, there's different qualities of it. And I think a lot of people kind of stay in the in the shallow end. And if you want to go into the deep end and you want to be one of those people that, that has these great insights and these kind of earth shattering, world changing, like I've never heard that before, which again, this community I think is filled with those people, then you're going to have to give yourself permission to be weird. You're going to have to give yourself permission to be wrong. You're going to have to give yourself permission. And here's the thing. In order to give yourself permission, you have to be honest with yourself about one thing. You have to be honest with the fact that we all like to be right. Just admit it to yourself right now. You say, self, you know, I really like being right. I really do like being the one with the answers. And as a matter of fact, when I'm proven to be wrong, sometimes, if not all the time, I don't like it. (laughs) The reason you have to admit this to yourself is... You have to give yourself permission to be wrong a crap ton. Like being wrong is, I'm a professional at being wrong and I have gotten very comfortable with being wrong. I have gotten very comfortable with the fact that none of my facts are very stable. (laughs) None of the things I teach are meant to be concrete. The best I can get to, and this is I try to get to principles, right? I'm trying to give you principles of spiritual journey. These are not rules. These are not quote unquote conclusions. These are not cut and dry for everyone else. These are principles for me that I believe are universal. And therefore, I attempt to hand out principles to people, not answers. I attempt to hand out ideas that are universal for everyone and everyone's experience. And, um, that is to me why so many of my ideas are so flexible and so, um, (laughs) non-permanent or non-stable. The, so giving yourself permission to be wrong because you're going to be wrong a lot, giving yourself permission to trust your intuition or your divine intelligence. You are an individual center through which the creator of the universe is operating. Right, and if and if the human experience is anything, it is energy and ideas. That's what sets us apart. Our bodies are great, awesome experiences, fun. But your emotional energy and your mental ideas are the things that make your experience unique. And to tap into a new thought, you have to tap into a source of that thought. And I would say your intuition. Slash your divine intelligence, is the thing that you must learn how to trust. When you trust that, because your facts are no longer the stable place, and you life, like, like, oh, I know what I believe about Jesus, and I know what I believe about America, and I know what I believe about my family, and my spouse, and my children, and my job, and when you when you tie your stability, you know, imagine you're you are a tent, and you've got these these pegs pounded into the ground. When your stability is tied to conditions that are outside of you, all life has to do is come and say, whoop, you lost your job, whoop, something happened with your kids, you know, hello, Job, you know, whoop, something proved you wrong about your faith, and suddenly you are unstable. So, if you want stability, forget making your beliefs stable, like the things you know stable. Tie your stability to your identity in the fact that you are a divine center through which the creator of the universe is operating, and that your mind and your ideas and your energy are the source of your journey. So, when you feel like you should read that book, then read it and trust it. When you feel like there's some a teacher that you're interested in, in looking up on YouTube, then, then do it. Trust yourself and give yourself permission to fail. Give yourself permission to to mess up and be wrong and learn something that you discard two years later. Again, that goes back to the first one is you like to be right, but be honest, that if you want to do this, you're going to have to realize how you're, you're going to be wrong about everything at some point, because you will grow and change. Are you looking for facts to be right? Or are you looking to grow and step up the spiral? And that leads me to the third thing about give yourself permission. And that is Paul's famous statement, all things are permissible. And you've heard me, uh, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but that all things are permissible. And if you're itching to finish the, the, the verse, I'll finish it for you, but not all things are profitable, right? All things are permissible is to say that You can give yourself permission to do whatever your intuition leads you to do. Let me say it again. You can give yourself permission to do whatever your intuition leads you to do. There is no wrong answers. All things are permissible. I would encourage you to understand that every choice you make has consequences. There are results that... and and a lot of choices, other people then have to respond. If you choose to quit your job, then your bank account is going to respond. But guess what? You can, right? Um, One of my, uh, let's see, uh, I think it's Don Miguel Ruiz in, in The Four Agreements, or one of the discussion, one of the books of the Toltec Wisdom Perdition, he says, you know, if you really think about it, the idea that we have free will is an illusion. And and his point is, think about your job right now, and let's say, is there something, is there a condition in your life that you don't like, such as your job? Why don't you leave it? You can quit tomorrow. You have free will, right? You can whatever scenario you you can end it right now. And we tell ourselves we have free will, we have free will, we have free will. The reality is, is we've given our will away over and over and over we've given it to our our bank account we've given it to our job we've given it to our relationships we've given it to our health whatever it is we've given our will away because we don't actually believe that we could do whatever we want right if you if there's anything well I can't do that and I understand like I can't run as fast as you know Usain Bolt I get it but like I can't make this decision or I could never do that. Really? So then you don't have free will because there's something holding you back. And the reality is the thing holding you back is you. And so to give yourself permission to do what your intuition tells you to do, I guarantee you, you will find yourself living an amazingly different life and an amazingly challenging life at times, but also amazingly exciting and filled with growth and journey. So if you want to grow and journey, give yourself permission. And in doing so, you'll find that you're wrong all the time. And it's okay that your intuition and your divine intelligence are the things that you can tie yourself to and the trust. And that all things are permissible. And you will find your intuition leading you up against those boundaries all the time. So then the third thing overall, so to review... Judge a message by its fruit, the fruit of the Spirit specifically. Give yourself permission. And then third is, don't build camp or don't make camp. And this imagery comes from the, uh, you know, the, the Israelites in the wilderness were, they would stop and they would camp, but they would move around for 40 years. When they came into the promised land, they were all given their inheritance and they built houses and they made camp. And if you understand the imagery, the typology of the, of the 12 tribes of Israel, you'll realize that each one of those tribes represents some spiritual truth. It's the 12 fruits of the tree of life, but each tribe only fully camped in its one spot, except there's one tribe that was all over and it was the tribe of Levi, right? That there was Levites interspersed throughout the entire nation of Israel, and that we are called to be a nation of kings and priests, that I believe that we are called to be a people that that explore the entire promised land, if you will. And so, <laughs> I have in my notes, boredom is the energy of death. <laughs> it comes from a book I just finished reading with uh, Raymond Charles Barker, The Power of Decision, and that it's true that boredom is the sign that you have gotten lazy with your consciousness that god is never bored nature is never bored it's always moving you burn down a forest 5 years later you'll have a new forest 10 years later you really have a new forest like nature is always moving it's never bored it never stops that and god is always forward moving right That there is always a creative process. And creation means movement. Creation means forward. And so, boredom is the energy of backward or stagnation. And in reality, it's the energy of death. Boredom is the antithesis of life. It's it's complacency. It is stagnation. And so, if you find yourself bored with your spirituality... It's on you you can blame your pastor you can blame your family you can blame your parents it's on you literally with the with the tools you have available with YouTube and the internet all the books all the all of the tools available in this day and age if you you know one of my favorite tools is hoopla it's a uh, it's a free app if you have a library card I don't know if it's in all 50 states but if you have a library card you get an entire Library of audiobooks that you can listen to, and uh, like there's and it's free. And there's there's no shortage of tools available to grow spiritually. If you are spiritually bored, it's your fault. Sorry to say it, but it's your fault. So use this podcast. Use anything you can to kick yourself out of the boredom. If you're learning the same old things, then you're being too safe. Go back to give yourself permission. To, to, to move. And here's the ultimate thing about not making camp. It's kind of my major filter for my entire existence, my entire journey. People kind of give this, have this question of me. Sometimes it's spoken. It's often unspoken is, but essentially, dude, you you don't teach at all what you used to teach. What's like, how can I, how can I trust you? How can I trust what you say? because next week you're going to say something different. And while that has been a major source of challenge in my own life in the sense of, uh, (laughs) it's not the funnest thing to hear that I'm untrustworthy, but I've also understood that those who've journeyed with me, I believe their lives are significantly richer for it. But here's the truth of the matter. Regardless of whether or not you can trust me, regardless of whether or not I'm right or wrong, whether I'm finding principles or answers, whether I'm Living heaven on earth, or I'm building hell. The truth of the matter is, until I walk, talk, and act like Jesus, there's something I don't know. If I had all of the same exact thoughts of Jesus, then I would be Jesus. You understand that? You understand that you are what you think? If you had all the same exact thoughts as Jesus, you would be Jesus. If we are not our I am consciousness at its core, I don't know what we are. Like, we're definitely not our body in that sense. If I had all the same thoughts as you, and you had all the same thoughts as me, we would be living each other's lives. And we wouldn't even know it. Right? So, until I'm looking like Jesus my basic premise is that there's something amiss in my thoughts. And so, I'm not going to make camp. I'm not going to build New Age Christianity and write a statement of beliefs on the website and you know all this stuff and then make camp here at New Age Christianity. I'm going to keep going because until I got a community of people that walk and talk and act like Jesus, you know, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and Quacks like a duck, it must be Jesus. You know, I, <laughs> I in, until I am able to heal and demand, trans relocate, glorify my body as needed be, um, you know, disappear in the middle of crowds, you know, <laughs> until I'm able to multiply fish and loaves. And it's not just the miracles; it's also the love, it's the joy that you know he was he was anointed with gladness above his brethren. Like, until my life is full of joy and I am happy, um, and I am a source of forgiveness and righteousness, and uh, until those all of those things happen, there are things that I still don't know, and so I'm not going to make camp. I'm not going to stop. And if you're looking for Austin to give you your next set of beliefs to build your next 20 years off of, you're in the wrong spot. And I would encourage you to to take the same attitude that we are a people on a journey. We are people um, headed somewhere. And the best map that we have is Jesus. The best map we have is the life of Jesus, what he did, what he said, and the energy in which he did it. No, we don't have to die on a cross I mean, that's, there's a whole other thing about calling that I'm not getting into. But don't make camp just because you've now found a community of people. I, my hope is that New Age Christianity becomes a massive community, millions of people, that it becomes an identity, not unlike Baptist or some other denominational concept um, or Toltec or Zen, that it's a wisdom tradition, not a religion and not a denomination, but that it becomes an identity that we can all kind of embrace. That is my hope. And it's an identity. My hope is that it's an identity that many of us build, not just me. But I look forward to the day when I hear somebody say, "I used to be a New Age Christian," right, or "I used to believe that." And in some ways, New Age Christianity, I hope, can be broad enough to kind of house anybody and everybody who wants the, the the title. But if if I ever get to that place where I hear somebody say, "You know, I used to be a New Age Christian," but I but I don't believe this anymore. I mean, that is that that is victory in my mind. That is that means that that person has adopted a way of being that goes beyond creeds and goes beyond uh, the boxes of labels. And there's negative ways to do that. Certainly, you can be offended, and I'm not a New Age Christian anymore because they piss me off. Right. Hopefully, I mean, I'm sure there will be people in this community that do that and whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to control it all, but uh, if you can move on beautifully and move on as a as a process of mature, maturing, um, I think that's awesome. So these three tools, uh, judging a message by its fruit, giving yourself permission, and not stopping to make camp are to me kind of the the subconscious underlying energies that just never go away from me. I'm always judging what it is that I'm listening to or meditating on by, does this make me feel like I'm scum? Does this make me feel shitty? Does this make me feel like I'm not good enough? If so, it's not the right message for me right now. If you're listening to some of these podcasts and you're walking away with this sense of not being good enough, look, I do everything I can to impart that you are good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. But if if you're walking away from hearing a podcast and thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm just not there, man, he's so smart, or that interview was so good, man, I wish I could understand that. Understand that that is not the fruit of the Spirit. Understand that the fruit that you're looking for is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. I dare say self-confidence. A sense of identity would be nice. a sense of pride in, in who you are in your journey and gratitude uh, would be and thankfulness and gratitude are a bit different in my mind, just like joy and happiness are. but both are great fruits. You should you know, if you're listening to these podcasts and those aren't the things you're getting and you're getting condemnation or striving or whatever, that's on you. I'm doing the best I can to be impeccable with my words. It's on you to realize I'm not getting out of this message what he's intending, and I'm going to move on. And maybe listen to the next podcast. It's not even the whole New Age Christian message. Maybe it's just a couple pieces that are producing the wrong fruit. Great. Acknowledge that and judge that in yourself and respond accordingly. And give yourself permission to come back to it, right? Come back to it a year later and go, maybe I'm ready for this now. Maybe this thing that challenged the hell out of me a year ago, you know, that one episode where he said, fuck, I mean, oh my gosh, I can't handle that right now. We'll come back to this episode a year from now and see if it still bothers you. Um, you know, i that may be the most epic use of the F-bomb that I've ever done. Like it seriously drives home a point. Anyway, side note. So, you know, come back to the things that challenge you when you're ready for them and give yourself permission to do so and realize that there are, there is no God up there keeping a record of wrongs. There's nothing off limits. All things are permissible. And so whatever it is your intuition is feeling, yes, I'm handing out freedom. Yes. I'm literally telling you there's nothing you're not allowed to do. Right. And the religious people freak out. Because they like to say, well, I know what the Bible means, that all things are permissible, but clearly, murder's not. Really. Murder's not permissible. So, if we call it a war on terrorism, is it now permissible? Who's, who's keeping the, the record? Right? Right? I mean, there's literally... Oh, if we call it uh, pro-choice abortion. Is that murder? Is it not murder? Is it? Is there... You realize that the permissions have nothing to do with a divine being outside of you, ready to strike you down because you did something unpermissible. The permissions are yours. And so, give yourself permission. You don't need permission from God. You need it from yourself. And then again... Don't set up camp. Don't stop um, until you look like Jesus. And and if any of you do look like Jesus, by the way, if you know how to trans relocate and transfigure your body and walk on water and multiply fish and loaves and pay taxes with fish money, if you know how to do this, please give me a call. I would love to become your student. You can take over the podcast if you want. That would be amazing. Um, because that is my goal. And I'm going to find anybody who has pieces and elements of that, that I don't have. And I want to learn from them and I'm going to grow and I'm going to be wrong. So many times I will, do you realize you will be wrong 99% of the time? Like, (laughs) I, I don't even know how to unpack that more than just to let you sit with it. Like you're mostly wrong. That sounds like a shirt. I'm mostly wrong. Welcome to the New Age Christian Podcast. We're mostly wrong. <laughs> I kind of like this. I don't know. I might do something with that. So, and that's okay. Because the point is journey. The point is growth. And if you were right when you were five, then wow, you must be Jesus. Who I don't think was right when he was five either. I think he probably grew in stature and understanding and with wisdom, uh, and favor with man and with God. It's almost like that's a Bible verse. So anyways, those are my three keys. Judge master its fruit, give yourself permission and don't make camp. Um, I hope they help. I hope you enjoy them. And, uh, yeah, I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the new age Christian podcast. We just, uh, finished a series of interviews. Uh, I've got another one in this next episode with, uh, Cody and Elaine, Johnston from The Reckless Pursuit starting to spread uh, this message in this community with other like-minded communities. And I encourage you to go check out their stuff. It's good stuff, especially if you're coming more from the Christian world. Um, We've talked, I've talked with Cody and Elaine about kind of being links on a chain. And uh, New East Christianity is a little bit, maybe one or two links further down the chain than where they're at. But we are certainly on the same journey. Very connected and I love I love their perspective and their heart. They're good people. Um, as always, if you would consider donating, we highly appreciate uh, we have a few more people adding to the monthly donation option on the website, which is super appreciated. Thank you. You know who you are. Um, if I start naming names, I'm sure I'll leave somebody out. So, um, But uh, yeah, thank you guys for those of you who do donate and if you would just consider it. If you haven't, every little bit counts and we highly appreciate it. The website is almost done. So that upgrade will be coming soon. Soon you won't have to ask permission to join the Facebook group. And uh, hopefully we'll start getting classes up after this. So love you guys. We will see you on the next episode.